0: Welcome to the Lima Reads Podcast. This is where you can hear from Lima Public Library staff about our all-time favorite authors and stories and what we're currently reading. You may also hear news about the library and our community. Hi everybody, it's Danny, and today I have a guest again. Debbie is the head of our youth services department. Can you tell us what else you do for the library?
1: Yes, I'm also the head of the branch services division and um, help out wherever I can in the library as well. Awesome, and
0: what is your favorite part about being the head of our youth Services department?
1: It's exciting to see what our team can do, and then I have an opportunity to encourage them in their their pursuits of trying to do their best for the patrons while also having fun at their job. What book have you brought to talk about today? Today I'm going to read or talk about Library on Wheels. It's the book um, about Mary Lemis Titcombe and the America's First Bookmobile, and it was written by oh, Charlie sweet Glenn. Heat. So, have you ever worked on the bookmobile? I know we used to have one. I did do a stint one time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but I, my first experience with libraries was a bookmobile. Oh, yeah? So, this, heart, this book really touched my heart. Mm-hmm. Really? So, is this a... Book for kids or is it for adults? Uh, adults would enjoy it, but it is a children's mm-hmm. nonfiction book. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us about the book. What
0: what interesting facts about okay. bookmobiles are
1: included? Alright, <laughs> This is well, so exciting. Mary, it, the book. The best part about the book for me was this Mary and how mm-hmm. she was a poor girl who seemed to be told she couldn't do anything with her life. Oh, that's. And well, I hate that. um, but she had parents even at that time who felt it was important for education, mm-hmm. and this determination. This girl to do whatever she could do. And so she decided she wanted to help people. That was her number one thing, mm-hmm. was to help people. And she believed that all people should have help. Um, the career time at that time was for women was nursing and teaching. Right, yeah. And she couldn't stand the sight of blood and she wasn't very patient. so oh, dear. <laughs> she knew that was not going to be a career for her. So one day at church, in the church bulletin, there was an article about a new emerging career field of librarianship. Oh, fun. And she decided she wanted to do that. So what time period is this? We're looking at like the early 1850s. Oh, okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm, 1850, 1853 kind of period for, to start with. Okay. Um, so she took a job as an unpaid librarian assistant. Wait, wait, wait. Unpaid? Unpaid. <laughs> okay. Unpaid to get her feet wet. Yeah, and sure. Then okay learned everything about the job, learned everything about libraries that she could. She was mm-hmm. just really hungry for that. So eventually she was hired as a cataloger and mm-hmm. then became a chief librarian. Oh, wow. That's so then about, a, yeah. a leap forward. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she knew every ins and out of every library, mm-hmm. which I realize I don't know the ins and out of everything of our library, and it made me think, oh, yeah, I better be a little more determined, <laughs> too. Mm-hmm. Um, she applied for a job at the Ch- Chicago World's Fair, but she was denied by Melville Dewey. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Originator of the Dewey Decimal System and president of ALA at that time, which is the American Library Association.
0: You know, I've heard that he was not very happy with women being in the field.
1: No, huh. he was not. But the funny part of this is that she took that, de- that him declining her as an incentive to show them that oh, she could do it. See, and that's my kind of personality, yeah, yes. right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I love her. She's she. I would love to have met her. Mm-hmm. Um, and later they became very good friends. Oh, really? Yes. She became the second vice president of of ALA. Wow. And they became friends. So that's kind of a neat part of the story too. Very cool. So
0: ALA, if you don't know, is the American Library Association. It's sort of our, I don't
1: know, guiding body. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. So yeah, so she decided, he told her the reason she couldn't be a part of it was that she had not made a name for herself. Oh, wow. Well, well, yeah, so she set out to set a name for herself. She became the first Vermont Library Commission secretary, and she was the first woman to hold a state office in Vermont. Very cool. And that was now about 1895, so we're moving along. Yeah, but that's still really impressive for a woman at that time. Another thing that touched my heart about her was two things that she championed. Children's services, which is near and dear to my heart, (laughs) and also that all people should have access to library materials, Mm -hmm. no matter where they live, no matter their economic status, their cultural background or anything. And I really Mm -hmm. thought, wow, those are two premises that are very near and dear to my heart as well.
0: Yeah, cool. So um, this title, Library on Wheels, does it focus mostly on her
1: time in the bookmobile or okay yeah well it kind of tells you how she got there but Mm -hmm. uh, that part of getting things to people everybody Mm -hmm. has access she became a head librarian in um maryland and that library was very forward-thinking for Mm -hmm. the time to let a woman just take charge and start doing things and that's a big deal (laughs) she set up story times she set up rotating book collections among schools because they didn't have libraries back then those are things that we still do today that's awesome exactly and she came up with the idea for the horse-drawn book wagon Wow. And that was the beginning of the modern day bookmobile.
0: Okay, so so she is really
1: the yes. inventor
0: of yes. the book. Oh, that's yes, so fascinating. Yes. I love it.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. started out as a little wagon mm-hmm. that was sort of like the milk wagon. They revamped it a little bit. Mm-hmm. She had a local Civil War veteran drive it because the locals and the backwoods people would accept him more than right. someone yeah, yeah. that they didn't know. Sure, um, and they did that for about five years. And it was hit by a train. Oh, dear. No one was hurt. (laughs) Well, that's good. But everything was destroyed. Books, everything. Oh, no. And she was determined to still get it back out there. Mm -hmm. And a forward-thinking board member said, well, they've got these new motorized things, (laughs) vehicles. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) And so International Harvester that Uh, makes tractors customized a vehicle for them.
0: That is so Awesome. awesome. And I'm looking at the cover of this book, and it's so intriguing. It's kind of got this whimsical title page but then a picture of this bookmobile i'm guessing it's, it's mm-hmm. the original yes
1: mm-hmm. it looks awesome and what was neat about this was um <clears throat> people thought the people in the backwoods thought it was a hearse so the first time they stopped <laughs> oh, no. the first time they stopped the families were like you don't need to stop here you can keep move on moving on, on. <laughs> oh goodness and then by 1922, book wagons were starting to show up all across the United States. Right, and they're still really prevalent mm-hmm. today. That's amazing. So who do you think
0: would enjoy reading this story? I want to read it, but, you yeah. know, I'm a library. Yeah, so. me too.
1: I think one of the things will be that anybody that loves libraries and, and maybe their first start was with a bookmobile mm-hmm. um, or they use a bookmobile in other communities, and mm-hmm. so they want to read about it. Right. Um, so I think that would be a big a big group that would like it and i plan to kind of push it at people too since (laughs) i loved it well it's really easy to do when you enjoy a book it's really
0: easy to get other people enthusiastic
1: about it and the neat thing that another story behind it is the author her first experience with libraries was the bookmobile Mm -hmm. and so she wanted to kind of find out about the background of bookmobiles and she found out about this mary Mm -hmm. she tracked down the family mary did not have a headstone Her sister was buried next to her. She never married. Mary never Mm -hmm. married. Her whole life was libraries. They were buried in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery of Massachusetts. And this author raised money to get headstones for those people. Oh, that's awesome. The community in that Sleepy Hollow area said, if you get money for one stone, we'll pay for the other one. That's great. So it was just kind of a neat story. It Mm -hmm. was just neat all the way around.
0: Yeah, Oh, that's fantastic. So, um, you know, I have a
1: very small child
0: and we've been doing story times in the evenings. Well, I found this really wonderful story about the library dragon. So this, this dragon comes into a school library and sort of takes over and says, these books are mine and I'm not going to share them with anybody. And um, throughout the story, this dragon starts losing her scales and takes over the story time. And it's really, I loved that story because as a kid, I was kind of terrified of my school oh, librarian. okay, yeah. But I loved it because it was just very heartwarming, like, seeing this it transition. It is a great story. Mm-hmm. And, and the kids were just kind of like, oh, they're not so bad, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> loved yes. it. Yes. But this seems like a really
1: excellent story. Um, it really is. And I want I to <laughs> encourage families to check out nonfiction. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things. We have a lot of great stories, but nonfiction is also something they really are missing out on if they don't try them. So maybe right. this summer, everybody can come out and check out something that's nonfiction.
0: Yeah, so speaking of the summer, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about Summer Reading Program? Sure. How do they participate and what's involved? They
1: can participate at any of our locations. Um, we have branches in the, uh, Cairo, La and Spencerville at the current time our Elida branch is closed for re- renovation um, they can come to the main library they just come in and sign up you know with us June the 2nd is our kickoff so they can come that morning that's a party day we have an entertainer we'll have goodie bags and things like that that's at 10 o'clock and then anytime starting after the Saturday they can come in and sign up and they'll just get paperwork and we'll get them going awesome so um, is it strictly reading I know in the past you guys
0: have done a little bit more with having families come into library events is that kind of incorporated together oh yeah this year? we
1: still have our events there is mm-hmm. something going on every week from June to July um, usually two or three things going on right you all guys are ages. always busy <laughs> birth it'll be something from birth until teen mm-hmm. uh, excellent all right that's it for us today thanks for coming in Debbie thank you.
0: welcome to the Lima Reads Podcast. This is where you can hear from Lima Public Library staff about our all-time favorite authors and stories and what we're currently reading. You may also hear news about the library and our community.